0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the dorian show today i have probably one of the most friendly comics i've met in la thank you dorian give it up denny glasser everyone
1: hi everybody uh thank you it's good to be here i'm grateful for the opportunity how's it going to
0: your wife's out of town
1: wife's out of town so you've been uh enjoying it you know what that means? Doing a lot of open mics. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, getting getting a lot of comedy reps in. Yeah, where's she? Uh, where'd she go? Back home to Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you're just chilling, chilling, doing
0: doing open mics. Yeah, hikes, mics. Do you go hiking by yourself? Yeah,
1: I just did uh, Fryman four mile four miles today. Fryman?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Where's that at? Uh,
1: Studio City. But okay. decent parking they have a little parking lot so just okay. so you guys I know
0: put that on the on my list I've been trying I just been doing like Runyon no I do a Hollywood uh the reservoir I walk oh there yeah
1: almost every day that's nice If I have
0: a chance yeah I do like Runyon except that if I want to get off like the road like it's a little rocky I don't like falling I'm a little worried
1: yeah, you should probably go with someone if you're gonna. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I just don't want to fall. It's just,
0: but it's kind of boring. You're just walking up the road and back.
1: That's true. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's nice.
0: What's what's how dif- how difficult is the one you, in? How difficult is that?
1: It's like mild. It's not real hard. You, I mean, there's the first parts like a slow incline up. Nothing's real steep. Oh, and is then it the, paved or is it like? Rocky, not like, paved, but is, it, is there a trail? Yeah, it's definitely a trail. Like the first 5%'s paved, and then you okay. get into like, you know, the the rocky road, but
0: it's I gotta, nice. I got to do it. Is it a, is it, a, you do a round or is it like an in and out?
1: Uh, this today, I actually I to, switched it up. I went all the way through, which is kind of like one big, like, I don't know, loop, reverse C, if you will. Oh, okay. And then I touch the gate just because I have a little OCD. I need to do that. And then I go. I went all the way back. I retraced my steps mm-hmm. four miles. Oh, okay, nice. Because you could cut through like little neighborhoods and like do a full circle and get back to the parking lot that way. Mm-hmm. But my uncle called and uh, you get better phone service as an inside tip if you just on the trail go right back on the trail. If you cut through the houses, they don't like sprint.
0: Nice, dude.
1: Yeah. Nice. I gotta try. I gotta put that on the list. Where else do you like? Do you, Do you like hiking by yourself,
0: or do you just typically go with your wife? Oh, with the wife.
1: Yeah. Um. I'll do climbing by my by myself a little bit, but yeah. I, like for example, Malibu. I love that hike. I wouldn't do that by myself. Okay. need my wife there. Okay. Do
0: you miss her, right or or not at all?
1: I miss her, man. A little bit. Yeah. It's uh. It's not the same without her. <laughs> I I call my wife She's my a sweet dude. Thank her. you. <laughs> I call my my wife my little gremlin, and uh, I miss yeah. little Grim. You know, it's yeah. the 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 house, the apartment it doesn't feel the same without her.
0: Okay, cool, dude.
1: It's not a home without her. Damn. And Chuck does his best. Chuck's my cat. Um, you know, he's he's yeah. cuddling, he's hanging out with me. Yeah. Probably wondering where I've been today.
0: <laughs> so uh, you're from Ohio? Yes, I am. Do there's some famous people coming out of there?
1: Yes. Machine
0: Gun Kelly. Yes. When he was still a rapper. Chappelle chappelle lebron lebron and you denny time will tell
1: Dude, i mean I don't know, do you,
0: would do you consider yourself the true the true king of ohio no no
1: <laughs> can't put that on record <laughs> <laughs> we, i at least i'm hoping to be the joker right now of ohio and then we'll maybe work up the yeah up to what, prince at some point
0: what uh what made you uh move out of here uh,
1: i like, always uh, been comedy Okay. I have been absolutely driven from day one uh, to become a comedian. Okay. So, at 19, I moved to Chicago. Oh, shit. Didn't know anybody. Didn't go to college. Um nice. I think you know my story. Before uh, Chicago, I was a semen wiper. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a, a, a position. A porn at, set. Uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> that's a position out on uh, the Great Lakes, Thousand Foot Steamship. So, I saved up. Okay. I went to Chicago. Uh, was there for eight years.
0: Did you do like the improv or whatever they do yeah. out there? That's, that's Second City. Takeaway. Okay.
1: My dream originally was Saturday Night Live. Okay. Um, so I have learned 50 impressions. Nice. I, I have 25 plus characters for anyone keeping count at home. And uh, I did a solo show in Chicago, invited Damn. 50 agents. Nice. None of them came. Damn. I did sell it to the show, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't for not it is was a great run oh yeah okay. there's a recording of it is up? yeah i got tons of clips on the old ig page at featuring denny glasser um but on the tube youtube yeah a little bit on the tube uh so you can find me on there it was a, it was a successful solo show but then it, it was a big indicator that i should switch some switch it up mm-hmm. i was eight, there for eight years i was just starting to get into stand-up comedy my last couple of years there and i'm like i'm gonna start a new one in la you know when To the groundlings, refocused my stand-up career, and four years later, it's been the best move over Chicago. How long have you been here
0: in L.A.? Since
1: 2019. 2019. One normal year before 2020. Okay, wow. And you did the groundlings here? Yes. Okay. I made it through last year all the way up to Writing Lab, and then uh, my director, Roy, uh, said, you're funny, you're talented, you're not a fit, and we're going to cut you. And that's all she wrote for Groundlings. So, do,
0: do you feel like the like the improv scene is kind of like a scam? <laughs> I, <laughs> like I, a pyramid team? Like I dated a girl that kind of went through all of it in L.A., and she just says that, yeah, you just keep paying
1: for classes and you keep going. through oh, it yeah, over and over again. Groundlings would take my money right now. I mean, <laughs> and then I respect it. It's a business. Like they, if I wanted to sign yeah. up for, you know, um, you know how to. You know, right for, you know, a late night show or something, you know, mm-hmm. one of those one off classes, they'll let you keep going to school, but there's a pathway. Just like Second City, there's a pathway to get to Saturday Night Live. Right. And when you get caught and even Second City, I graduated the conservatory and they didn't hire me. So, so I've you tried went it on the, the whole thing. Yes, yeah. I've went to the East Coast Empire, the West Coast Empire. Okay. Well not the Midwest, but you know, so both happens, sides of the country. What happens if they didn't don't pick you for
0: so what did they pay you for, like to be a regular at the groundlings right first that so. would
1: yeah so then if had i got instead of getting cut had i gotten the thumbs up you go through writing lab, advanced writing lab uh-huh. and then there's sunday company yeah um, that's sunday good. company is like where chloe Feynman, who's one of the most recent you know groundlings alum yeah, yeah. made it on snl okay uh from sunday company you can get plucked or you can eventually graduate yourself in a yeah, way yeah. graduate to um the main yeah. company the okay. main company is um when you're like actually getting paid for it. Okay. It's your profession. Maybe you become a part time teacher, part time commercial actor. Nice, nice. I thought there was a pathway.
0: But there wasn't. Did it hurt no. that you
1: Yeah, it did. It did. I actually was um for about a week or two I was depressed and I was driving <laughs> around to Hamilton's uh soundtrack, specifically the King song. Okay. You'll be back. Yeah. Soon you'll see. Yeah, I was screaming years of improv. Uh off and on. Okay. Yeah, off and on. I uh, it's what I dedicated my whole comedy journey to and then I started to refocus my stand up career to where it's at right now.
0: Have you have you done your own sketches? I mean it's totally doable now with That thing. This camera, that mic kinda sucks, but like you (laughs) know what I mean? Like you could you could I feel like it's Yeah. There's still gatekeeping
1: and everything, but there's less of it.
0: <sighs> SNL is really not that big of a deal. I haven't watched SNL in like a long time.
1: That's where it started to dissipate for me. Um, I'm, I when mean, you realize like people don't really care about it. Besides, like yeah,
0: it's cool saying you're on it. But besides, it's kind of like going to Harvard, right? It's like you want you want that that thing on your resume, but like
1: it was like tiramisu. You know, you want it on your resume. It was great having Second City on my resume, but there's so many tiramisu levels to it where it's like, A, it's not where it once was. I always wanted to bring it back. I don't know if that was my ego in the past. I was like, I'm going to save us now. I'm going to bring it back to a red-hooded switch. (laughs) I don't know. Adam Sandler is one of my idols. But... I thought I could bring it back. Yeah, um, and I I know they've missed impressionists for a long time, so I thought I could hit them with every impression in my back pocket. Yeah. Um, What's your top three? Top three. Owen Wilson. You already kind of sound like him. I kind of do. It's kind of fantastic, <laughs> Dorian. I I don't really know how to explain it, but wow. <laughs> really Donald good. Trump is you know it's just it's been there. It's kind of. Become relevant again? I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> it's their words, not mine. You know.
0: Um, does Shane Gillis own that though? I feel like he owns the Trump. Even yeah. though what's his face on SNL did a good
1: job. What's he does his name? a good job. I don't remember his name. I don't know who you're talking about. The new kid. No, the guy that shot someone. Oh, Alec Baldwin. You know his is really deep. And wow, you know, wow. I, mine <laughs> Mine's up here. It's Dana Carvey. I <laughs> went to the school of Dana Carvey. He's the goat, by the way. Love Dana Carvey, uh, Bill Clinton probably. Even though yeah. you know these are a few older. I have some newer impressions, but Bill Clinton will always be one of the old G's for me, baby. <laughs> me and Hillary, baby. That those are good, man. Thank you. Damn did you apply to snl is there do they have in a open way applications they have like a, uh an open um cast thing or whatever they're called in a way with with writing um it, as far as like having a chance as a like a, a featured player you mm-hmm. need to have a an agent i see uh that can get you in the door my yeah. agent can help me with uh, commercials he was not able to get me in snl but um or a foot in the door there at least mm-hmm. so um i've focus my attention on my writing, which I have a strong sketch writing background. It's one of the things I did for like five, six years in Second City. And uh, yeah, I uh, sent two um, submissions in um, over the past several years. And uh, you sign a waiver that they may use your material. So if you guys ever see something about a horny Cupid or a toilet that died I'm not saying I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Have you thought about just, have you shot your own sketches like recently? You know, on on the internet.
1: I did. Uh, I made a big push the past couple of years. I used to do an SNL challenge. I actually made it on Sirius radio two years ago. Thank you. They found me. Oh, shit. They found nice. me um, because I was doing an SNL challenge every day.
0: What's the SNL challenge?
1: I made it. I made it up. It was like you know, like you see these like TikTok challenges and such, where it's like you know, I'm gonna dump this coffee on my head every day until so and so recognizes me. I'm like, I'm gonna do an SNL character and or I'm gonna do an impression or character every day for SNL until they. Uh, cast me, yeah, you know. And uh, every day I go, s- I'm on my little vinyl floor in my kitchen, and I go flying up to the camera. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do uh, Bill Clinton today, you know. And uh, I did that. I think I did it for like 120 days. And a new new character every day. Every, yeah, new character or, Im- or impression every day. Okay. And Sirius uh, Radio got a hold of me, um, and uh, they were like, you know, this is like never happened before like no mm-hmm. one's ever done this type of challenge before mm-hmm. um and they wanted me on uh to uh, do an interview and i actually got a chance to uh meet like the cue card guy on snl yeah. and uh they they were like you know we know some people there we're gonna try to you know yeah yeah, yeah. um get get uh you have in the door to and- know dude if that was yeah you think the
0: word would go the word would have to get around. i mean i i mean i didn't hear about it but that's because i don't listen to serious people. it's okay but i'm saying like if you're in snl you have to because that went viral my, you know my stuff yeah basically it basically went viral it, it got caught uh, on serious yeah but I'm serious like, xm
1: at least yeah
0: but then people would know like someone would know someone that guy probably told a bunch of people that like, dude this guy has been doing i think so it was
1: the ron bennington show so shout out ron bennington show we love i love you yeah. um they uh they were like, you know, we know people, you know, um, they would list off, you mm-hmm. know, all the current and former SNL members that would go on their show. So, like, we're going to at least knock on the door and tell them who Denny Glasser is. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is out of our control. And I was so excited. Get this. I was so oh. excited. This was uh, in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing this from, like, April. Whatever, 120 right, days right. out. So, you is know, end of During April. the pandemic? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Okay. And uh, I was doing it every day. And then come August, like mid-August, I was uh, took a, a flight home, hung out with my family in Ohio. We're sitting around, and I get a call from New York, New York. Nice. My heart drops. I mean, guys, I have been going for this dream since out of high school. It's everything to me. So my heart legit dropped. I answer the phone. The call drops, and I'm like... Okay, all right, maybe, you know, uh, 30 Rock had some, you know, bad phone connections. I called that number back because I'm like, yeah. I'm not missing this train. If this right, is my right. if this is my one chance to talk to someone, and I'm like, you know, they were probably a week or two out from, you know, making their final selections of mm-hmm. who's going to be on that season, their new cast member. And uh, I called that number back, and it was a friend of mine from New York that said, sorry, Denny, I had the wrong Danny on my phone. Oh. We still went to Dairy Queen yeah. afterwards, <laughs> and uh, my my parents were very proud that. Uh, Dude, I mean that's exciting. Me. You, I mean, you made it really far, you know. You got into the. I river. gave it my that's best. That's a big deal. I gave it my best, mm-hmm. and last last year, I actually it was like this is my last year doing this, you okay. know. And then I got cut from Groundlings. I'm like that took a big hit to my you know yeah. my uh, armor that I felt was all built up for us to you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Yeah, uh, I I was posting every, at least I, I calmed down. I wasn't doing it every day. I was doing it like once a week challenge, where you know I do like you know here's John Mulaney, you know, yeah. and or here's uh, Bob from Glenview. That's Mickey Mouse's um, actual guy. Uh, that who, that's my character, Bob from Glenview, like Mickey Mouse um, uh, under the hood, if you will. Like the guy underneath the mask is Bob from Glenview. Or he made the so he like, made the noise. Yeah, so it's like you know. Ha-ha! Oh boy! Hi there, haha! Ha. Oh boy! Have a great Disney day, haha! Ha. Yeah, oh yeah, brother, yeah, more like a Disney night. nightmare, you know. I'm Bob from Glenview, so that was Bob. Uh, John Mulaney here. I don't know, I, my John's a little rusty, but uh, you know, I did these. Where do you post them on Instagram? Insta, Insta, TikTok, a little bit of uh, Facebook Reels. Those are kind of coming back to life. I you could, you go everything.
0: viral on. Um, instagram like i I had this i mean I don't know what viral is, but like i i had I made a clip of a podcast and it got like eleven thousand views on Instagram and really I'm like, that's insane, wow, and it wasn't like super funny it was just my friend talking about like jujitsu, and I guess I used to write tags
1: nice man,
0: and I'm like that's like none of my youtube videos hit like even some of them do I have like old youtube videos that that just it just keeps. It's like my most popular videos. Like, I, well, I'll just I'll do challenges where I eat like fast food for a whole week and still lose <laughs> weight. Like that one hits all the time. Oh like sure, my podcast is like doesn't catch on, but I get it because it's long form. But but yeah, dude, you could go
1: viral on it. Do you? We'll see. How
0: I'm, are how are your clips with your short form interviews doing?
1: Those have been doing well. Um, you know, benchmark. I uh, I feel pretty comfortable with the views hitting around you know like between one or two thousand. So it's like if you're out there listening, yeah, I'd love to see. Do you use the hashtags? I think the hashtags. I, yeah, use the hashtags. I definitely build those up. Um, but that's what I focus on now. I yeah, focus yeah, on yeah. the interviews. I focus on um, stand up clips, and I yeah. don't do as much characters or impressions. Okay. Do you feel kind anymore. of more? Do you feel kind of gross
0: like using some uh, certain hashtags? Like if I interview like a, a lady, I'll be like female comedian, <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. I'm Asian comedian. I was like, oh god, you know I me. Mean? Like if you look at all my hashtag, it's like I just
1: feel <laughs> yeah, a yeah, gross about I mean, it. But no, there's there's definitely some uh, that I I have to like you know really think about it before I yeah, yeah, I yeah. use it because it's like I know what I'm talking about. Some of you may know, but there's also some that are like, he's canceled. Oh, <laughs> we see yeah, what, yeah. we've seen what we need to see. Dude, you're like the nicest guy. I don't think you would
0: get canceled. I appreciate it. I don't put, I don't post any stand-up clips of myself cuz I like I know I'm going to get can- canceled. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's all good. But yeah, dude. So, yeah, I mean, I think you should pull in like the stuff you sent to uh, SNL. You should start filming on your own. Cause I feel like you know really? a lot of people and here's the one thing I know about comedians, like they're willing to like work for free. It's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this for free, actually. Yeah, he's doing this for free. <laughs> though.
0: It's crazy, dude. It's like midnight right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, no, a you're lot right. of people are just down to do stuff. Down to clown. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds I, like and I from what I see, like a lot of people do like like you, so it's like I appreciate that. You made some good connections out here. Thank you.
1: I'm always open to it. I'm o- I think that's my favorite thing with uh, the interviews, to be honest with you. I love collaborating. There's a great mm-hmm. quote that I- I'm not a tattoo guy. If I wasn't a tattoos, I'd probably have quotes all over my body yeah. um, because I-, I love them so much. And my favorite is John Lennon's, uh, a dream you dream alone is only a dream. A mm-hmm. dream you dream together is reality. Yeah, I love that brick by brick. We build it together. And I'm like these interviews I'm bringing in, you know, not just comics, poets. My sister's been on for an interview, you know, so I love collaborating. I think I've seen her do hottie. Oh, well, whoa, um, whoa, <laughs> oh. She in Ohio. Um, I uh, I just I love bringing bringing <laughs> everyone in and, and building something. Yeah, cool. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Have you taken
1: like stand up classes? Yeah. A uh, couple workshops okay. to tighten it up. Um, how do you feel about those? I think they're great. You do? Shout out Fu uh, University. <laughs> That's Flappers University. Okay. Um, Flappers in Burbank. You, if you haven't tried it, um, it's it's a great school. Uh, I okay. took a couple workshops there, and I learned how to focus on myself as a stand-up. Um, I would get feedback where it's like, you know, you're funny, but we really don't know who Denny Glasser is. Mm. You know, you're doing impressions. I was kind of into like the puns and such when I first got into stand up. So yeah, I I had to take a uh a like a step back and realize like, oh, I wouldn't like that if you know I watched a comedian do it. I'd want to know who that comedian is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I actually you know started to open up about being from Ohio and being a semen wiper, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. It it started to um, make my stand-up stronger, and I'm sure. thankful for Flappers to yeah, you know, make me yeah. see it that way, because I I was out there doing Bill Clinton for two or three minutes. <laughs> you can only get so much Bill Clinton. Right. I'm
0: glad you said that, because I've always thought, like, I'm never going to take like a stand-up class, because I feel like there's no—and I, mean, I still kind of feel like that, way, like, there's no way to kind of teach someone—
1: how to be funny? Because no. like
0: even that, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Because some people are just funny.
1: You can't teach funny. You know. You know. I. I also, and i can't.
0: Sometimes you can't explain it either. Like some people are just funny on stage. Like they. Yeah. Like you could take their act, and it would just. <laughs> it would not work. You know what I mean? Like it has to. be It's like that
1: person. Hundred percent. And and I think if you're going into it, anyone listening to this, if you're going into it trying to learn how to be funny. It's it's hard, man. I wanted to be a major league baseball player when I was a kid. You can't teach, you know, ninety five, ninety nine mile per hour fastballs. So that's yeah. just something you're, you know, you rather got the gift to flick your wrist that fast or not. Yeah. But when it comes to taking stand up classes, I, I'm a firm believer that they'll give you the tools. Mm-hmm. And my tool belt, like I said, was impressions and it was puns. Yeah. And and then they actually gave me some tools to start to how to format jokes and patterns to kind of look for and. The rule of three. The rule of three is a good one, and and sure, and just and getting your in a frame of mind of like trying to actually make it mean something instead of just going up there and and kind of being a talking head trying to Mm -hmm. you know pull a Jerry Seinfeld and make an observation about everything instead. The what does the audience really care about? And that took me a long time to realize that. You know what? What am I actually trying to talk about? You know, and now. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to make you rather laugh at something or be like, I didn't know that, mm-hmm. you know, beforehand. I didn't know semen wipers weren't, well, you guys understand. <laughs> you could understand where uh, people would get confused with that. So now you know, you know, yeah. rather you're, you're, it's informative in some way and there's a strong POV. You got to have a strong POV. Right. Without okay. POV, man, you're you're just up there kind of uh, talking about the weather.
0: Yeah. That's actually a good uh some good advice, you know, like people need to know who you are. Yeah, because otherwise, if like, you're just telling jokes, they could just, you're just kind of like a voice. Sure. Whereas, like, they could just switch out the person and there's, it wouldn't make a difference, you know, right?
1: Well, I think that's just an everyday life. It's fun to talk, you know, yeah. shop with someone you don't know, but eventually you're going to be like, what's your name? Yeah, yeah, Where are yeah. you from? You know? Yeah. And what's up with that beard? Because it, you know, it looks like a weird beard. And then I have to comment that I can't grow hair on these cheeks, but I can grow <laughs> hair on my other cheeks. That's a pilonetal cyst. Now you know what a pilonetal cyst is. That's an ingrown hair that went all the way down to my tailbone. Oh. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. Before you didn't know. Before we were just talking about how crazy the weather's been this year in L.A. And yeah. now you know what a pilonetal cyst is. <laughs> you know?
0: How do how do you, like, uh, so you're, you're <laughs> a hustler in terms of comedy. I feel like... I try. Certain people, like, like, you do... Two mics now, right? One host, host, host two yeah, mics two mics and a show. Two yes.
1: shows, one, one show, yeah.
0: Okay, well, how did do you? Do that? I feel like hosting a mic is so much work.
1: I like it. You do, yeah, it's because it's
0: long you, and it's
1: it is, but it's rewarding when you get to uh, connect with the community. You know, when yeah. I first moved out here, no one would really give me the time of day. I'd walk up to little groups, try to be the you know, yeah. fun little puppy dog that I am, and they weren't having it. Um, and then the pandemic happens. True, I do that too. I'm like, hey guys, and they're not having it. They're not. You know, they're like but it's not
0: their fault because they don't know you either. You know what I mean?
1: And comics aren't the best. Uh, I'll just say it. They're not the the best to uh, strike up conversations. And I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Hey, there are some comics I can. I'm not trying to. You know, say you know one. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. But just in general, you know, there's a reason we're doing comedy. You know, we're kind of uh, a little bit broken inside. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll speak for comedians on that regard. You know, not so. Me. I'm just <laughs> if you yeah there's a couple uh exceptions to the to, the, to that but <laughs> but they're not they're not out there trying to talk, so a good way to get them comfortable with you and you get comfortable with them is yeah. uh you start a mic that's right. a, that's a pro tip if you're listening in uh you know um, yeah, Kentucky or somewhere that uh, is not here, and uh, you want to know how to kind of build a community. I built the underdog. My friend Heather Winter and I were both from Ohio, and uh, Did you know we're from Ohio. No, but okay. we're actually we were rival high schools. Ooh, oh, okay. You know, uh, there's always a chance we could have cross paths, and we when we met out here, we instantly became friends. That's a rule. If you're from Ohio, you have to. <laughs> there's some that I'm like, I really wouldn't be friends with you if you weren't from Ohio, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. have to be. Well, you, Lucas, Shayna. Yeah, we're all friends. Yeah. But you have to be. You know, me and Lucas are actually big rivals, but you have to be friends <laughs> if you're. From Ohio And Heather and I Were like let's You know we started Hosting flappers mics Together And then we're like Let's create our own So it's the underdog You know And uh, we're proud of the underdog It embodies who comics are i feel like especially those that are performing with us and not performing at the comedy store at the moment yeah. you know you're an underdog and uh we do uh weekly mics and then a showcase at the end nice. of last wednesday of every month yeah so it's a good way to you know build that community and now there's a community of comedians that knows each other because the underdog right they want to talk to me now because i can help them get a spot yeah. in a show you know the only reason he's here no, I'm no no no
0: dude i i feel like i am like you i i go to mike's and i try to make friends but it's right. so hard it is it is hard. and i like forget people's names that doesn't help Yeah, you know i mean <laughs> but you meet so many people especially when like i when i first moved there i'm like introducing myself to everybody and yeah then, like forgetting some people stick some people like don't like, try to talk to you, like, the next time they'll see you, there's, oh, what's up, man? And you're like, oh, they have no idea who I am, or they, like, are yeah. not trying to talk to you. But sometimes you get lucky. Like, I just started talking to Lucas and Shayna. I didn't even recognize Shayna. Like, it's uh, maybe the second time I her, I sat right next to her at the good night. And right. she was like, hey, are you Dorian? I'm like, yeah. That's in, awesome. In my mind, I was like, I have no idea who she is. But. <laughs> Shayna's awesome. Yeah, she is great. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to make friends out here. But that, here's the only reason. I mean, a big part of why I'm doing stand-up. This is like my only social interaction. I work from home. That's awesome. But like, it's hard to make friends. But I'm glad. Uh, you know,
1: such a cool host like you. I'm thankful for you, buddy. No, it's it's fun to uh, it's fun to build that community because even when you're going to like the, the improv that we do mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, and you know, the chances of getting up at the improv are. Pretty slim, yeah. And I used to view it like a make or break to my day. If I if I didn't get up, I
0: feel that now.
1: Yeah, it's like you don't get you don't get your name called. It's like that kind of sits and bothers you all day. But when you but when you do start to meet others, it's almost like it's study hall for you know an hour and a half with your friends. friends. Yeah, and if if it gives you a chance to connect with friends, and that's what it's all about. And at the end of the day, this whole journey I've realized is. Mm You know, obviously I'd love to make it change the lives of my family, mine and everyone around anyone I can help. I, I want, that's what I want to make it for. But mm-hmm. if I look back one day and at the very least I got a chance to meet yourself and all the other great, you know, comics out there, kind souls out there, that's what it's all about. Yeah. We're all trying to get that wizard of oz, but when you see how the sausage is really made, it's actually Really cool to reflect on uh, all the characters you met along the Yellow Brick Road.
0: Right? Do you? Um, I don't know. Do you get paid to host the open mics at Flappers or no? They just give you. No. a
1: No. Yeah. No payment. Um, but it's really neat, though, to uh, to find and a it's community a good like mic. they should pay you. Like, I appreciate that. One of the
0: better mics, I think.
1: Thank you. Um, there. there's no payment, but I mean, honestly, it's not to sound corny, but the payment really is building that community mm-hmm. before the pandemic, you know, I was really, I wasn't a lost soul out here, but I was, I just kind of felt like, you know, I didn't have any com mm-hmm. comic friends to turn to. And, right. uh, during the pandemic, they had zoom comedy and flappers needed people, um, to run their zoom mics and run their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. zoom, uh, shows. And I did it. And I kind of found a pathway to get into Flappers. So when things opened up, Flappers didn't forget, you know, of everyone that helped them, which is so cool. Flappers mm-hmm. to, you know, and right when the the curtains opened back up, they remembered those that were helping them. Right. When no one wanted to do a Zoom comedy show or a right. Zoom, like, you were those hosting were, their their Zoom. Mic? Oh yeah, those were Dude, those were interesting. Rough. Very rough, but I, I'm thankful that you know that. Because of that, that opened yeah. the door to me having an opportunity with Flappers. and right. Man, mean. I met you through Flappers. I met so many great, great friends through Flappers that had it not been for yeah. Flappers. Dude, it shows that if you hustle, you have to hustle to get Because I would never to. do a
0: Zoom mic. Like, I would not even do a Zoom show. Oh, those
1: something. were extremely rough. The only thing I enjoyed about those is if someone was carrying on too much, you had a heckler. Very easy to find living room hecklers. You mm-hmm. just mute them. You just mute them. (laughs) I mean, you could boot them, but, you know, they paid a ticket. They can still listen to the show, but I love the ability to be like, you're done. Yeah. yeah, You're done. And that happened. How do you hear people laugh, though? Because
0: everybody has to mute themselves because you don't want to... That was part of it. Yeah. You know, the Wi-Fi
1: was lagging. (laughs) You know, people may not laugh because they're just like, you know, we don't see human interactions anymore. This is during lockdowns and such. Yeah, the panty. So... You know, people didn't know really how to have human interactions. They forgot, and they yeah, were just yeah. kind of like stare at us in the camera. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting times, but it's. I'm always trying to find silver linings and things, and had that not happened, man, I don't think I'd be talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think like that's... I, I, wouldn't I mean, I would have
0: met you at some other mic, I'm sure.
1: Maybe, but I don't even know if I'd be, you know, mm-hmm. as involved, just because okay. flappers really... That's how I met Heather. That's how the underdog was born. Okay. You know, that's how I. Um, that's
0: how you made all your connections to uh, yeah. the comics.
1: So maybe, the, you know, th- what's meant to be will be. Things would always kind of sur- come to the surface that are supposed to. But mm. um, Flappers definitely ignited something. And I'm, okay. if you're, again, if you're listening, that's, that's the jam right there. Go to Flappers.
0: And if you're Flappers and you're listening to this, like,
1: let him book a, be a booker
0: there. Hire him wouldn't be your
1: a, words not mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dream right to work at a, a comedy
1: club yeah uh,
0: or you don't even want that
1: the dream for me is to be world renowned right i, I mean so is everybody i don't think that's so. true i had a buddy uh uh i remember after i moved to chicago my my buddy um ran into my mom and she's telling you know him everything that i'm up to and mm-hmm. he goes yeah he needs a lot of people and it's like it it, that's not the craziest story that I could tell you right now but he he needs a lot of people meaning if I have even a thousand people in a show I want more it's something in me that just like I want I if I could have the whole world watching my comedy yeah I think I'd still be like but what about the aliens yeah dude that's a
0: good dream like when I perform in a room of like 20 people I was like oh man it's packed But like, you know what I mean? Like other people are like, dude, this is like, there's nobody here. I don't even want to perform. And I'm like, ah. sure. But I'm at the point where I'm just excited to
1: see like regular people. Yeah. Like
0: non-comics in an a open mic or whatnot. Those are like the best.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, you're in the weight room. You're having yeah. fun. Yeah. And uh, we're building something.
0: You were, do- you were hosting a show before uh, Underdogs, right? Yeah, how, had, do you, uh, how do you get like a crowd to show up? Did you charge money for those tickets? Yeah, a show?
1: yeah, I ran the uh, Nifty Cat show again at Flappers. Um, mm-hmm. I ran the Nifty Cat show for a small run, um, and you know, I just did my all-time best of okay. of. Do they post every- stuff on Flappers? Yeah, they were okay. promoting for us. You just try to reach out the best you can, and yeah. uh, you know, if some, it's it's usually when someone you know. Is asking, you know, when's your next show? That's mm-hmm. that's your best get because yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know it's hard to it's hard to get people off the street to just want to come see right comedy even for free. It's hard yeah. to see it. So I was, you know. I mean, I was, I was
0: hosting a show. This was in San Francisco, and it's so rough. But we were also in like probably like a really rough part of town in the Tenderloin. I'm not really sh- sure if you know, uh, know what, that, but that's where like all the homeless people were at. Okay. And it was just like me and this other host, it was just our friends coming, you know what I mean? And it's like once in a while we'll get, you know, like a stranger or someone, but like yeah. it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. If no, you, yeah. It's hard if you don't want to pay. Cause like I know other people that host shows, they would pay like Instagram ads and sure. pay for all these They'll invest in it. Yeah. Do you do that or you just do word of mouth and just post on Instagram? And yeah.
1: Word of mouth. Um, you know, we always hype up all the, the comics that are on the show because yeah. it's so funny. You know, that was my train of thought a moment ago is, you know, so many people ask you when's your next show, but then they, they don't go. So, right. So you know, we, we try to hype it up as much as possible when comics are on. It's like, hey, this is a great showcase because we actually give more than five minutes and, you know, it's hard to find stage time mm-hmm. in L.A., you know, so uh, I should easy to find it for open mics but to have a show with an audience with you know seven minutes that's valuable and uh so we we try to generate excitement within our lineup to just be like hey if everybody brings a few people
0: it'll be great you have you have like uh like a lineup of seven people everybody brings like three people that's pretty good room
1: and if you're doing the math that's yeah, yeah that is very good yeah
0: Do you you, you write a lot? What is your writing process like?
1: My writing process is, funny enough, I always kind of think of it as like Little Wayne. Little Wayne never never really puts it on paper. Once in a while, I'll put something on the old phone um, just so I don't maybe forget like a premise of something. Mm -hmm. But I find if I write something down and I'm worried too much to keep it to that script... And my brain, I'm all over the place in my notes. So if I'm trying to keep up like this worked, that needs adjusted, that definitely needs taken out and that needs added, it's going to get mumbo jumbo. So instead, somehow mm-hmm. I write all up here and I'll just keep mental notes. That worked. I need to rephrase that, stuff like that. And, and as far as coming up with ideas, um, I just anymore at this point, I'm just trying to keep it super real. You know, my wife and I got married last year. Now people are asking us, when's the baby coming? That's a bit, you know, take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, stuff about from, being from Ohio, that resonates with people. Mm-hmm. Also from Ohio or just people that have no clue what it's like living in Ohio might want to learn, a, hear about it a little bit. Maybe they might not want to learn anything about Ohio, but yeah, at least got their attention. You know, mm-hmm. so it, if it resonates with me, it's if it's something I care about, and I'm I have a strong POV. Do you that's keep, my writing. Do you so. keep
0: like a maybe like a notebook or something of like maybe just keywords to your bits? Because I I write everything. I do it a little differently, but I, I forget jokes all the time. Like I just forget I have a joke.
1: Yeah, I I definitely have a, a, probably ten notepads at home mm. outside of my phone that. Once in a while, where I'm like, let me get my crap together. Mm -hmm. Let me write down every joke that I know in this head that's worked. That if I had to go do, you know, a just for last audition right now, Mm -hmm. I would consider it from this group of 10, 20 jokes that I have in my arsenal. Yeah. Um, So I I have them written down, but um, it's good because you should have it. You know, you also shouldn't, I do whatever you want to do, but I I personally don't think you should be doing uh, the same jokes over and over and over again and and, Mm -hmm. you know i I think you should be challenging yourself and you should also bring some different
0: yeah well i'm actually telling that because i see i'm i get anxiety when i feel like i'm doing the same jokes for more than two three weeks at the same venue sure mike yeah but then i'm like i feel like i might be moving on a little too fast yeah but I, i that's interesting too but then i'm like i can't do the but then I feel like I'm, I'm... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: No, there's there's a lot of truth but it's behind It's true. That. You
0: should you do the same... You should do like this... I can see you should do the same like five minutes or three minutes until you know it's going to kill so when You go to the improv or when you go to the, uh,
1: the comedy store. Like, that will get you in. That's true. You shouldn't ditch something you know, before yeah. it's ready. I like to use the analogy of just like having it in the garage until yeah. I'm ready to showcase it, you know? So I'll keep working on every piece of that joke in the garage mm-hmm. at Mike's yeah. t- workshop it with friends. Um, but, uh, I found, I heard actually something interesting. I got a chance to, um, during a Q and a of a, uh, podcast, um, fly on the wall, Dana Carvey, uh, David Spade and Adam Sandler. I got a chance mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, I was one of the uh, audience members that could do a little Q and A, and you know, I asked them some questions, and and it was really neat to just hear their feedback. And one of the things that stuck out was Adam Sandler saying, "Just to focus on five good minutes." Mm-hmm. You know, well, I think we all get caught up on like, you know, well, Netflix specials are about. Forty five fifty yeah, forty five fifty minutes. You gotta make sure you have you know all that material and it's like let's walk before we run. Right. You know, and then before we do a you know a huge sprint. And yeah, you should definitely focus on, you know, mm-hmm. if if you don't have five minutes yet, focus on that and mm-hmm. and then maybe go back in the garage. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I uh, I, yeah. I do
0: I do different I like I think of a joke. And then I just go on stage with it and bomb, maybe, or do okay. And then after a few times, I'm like, I need to write this down. Sure, because I'm like, I feel like I go forget, but it's
1: well. Once is a fluke, twice is a pattern. So (laughs) you know, and if you keep if you keep rather doing that same joke, and you're getting maybe not an ideal, or vice versa, a great response, that's usually a good indicator. I always say, like my. I I don't really ask for any critique. If I get it, that's great. But I don't really need it because the laughter will provide all that for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing a joke for a month straight and it has not hit, mm-hmm. maybe it's not them. Yeah, you know. But vice versa, if you're doing something that is hitting, you well, know,
0: what if stuff stuff that I feel like is hitting and it stops hitting, and that's when I feel like it's because the audience already knows. My that jokes I and, play I, and role? I just mean the audience. I mean like open other open micers.
1: You know, it's funny though. I, I've, I'm such an analytical person in some regards that I, I like nerd out with what is working for a comedian. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is really like the secret sauce to making every single time they go up, even if they don't have their best jokes working that night, what's working. And it does. It's not trying. I'm not trying to sound like a Californian, but it's the vibe. It's your energy.
0: Mm-hmm. It definitely is. And,
1: and it's like, if you're going up there, like, they might know this joke already. I had a teacher once tell me, I had a similar thought, like, you know, well, they know what's coming. Yeah. They see the fastball before I even throw the fastball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a hit, <laughs> but they see it coming. Yeah. Um I, I had a teacher say, yeah, but Jim Gaffigan never does that with his Hot Pockets bit. Mm-hmm. All of us love his Hot Pockets bit. We know it's coming when he starts it up. Yeah, Hot yeah. Pockets love it so it's like it's just that energy that if you give it it almost becomes like play your hits mm-hmm. P- fans will even if they've heard that song 500 times mm-hmm. nothing's going to stop them from wanting to hear it 501 yeah. times Yeah, you know but it's that energy that you give it that
0: it really is the energy yeah. like when i when i feel like i'm going to go up there and kill i typically do better you know what i mean other like sometimes when it kind of the mic's kind of dragging sure and i'm like going up late and when I'm not into, it, I could kind of feel the crowd's not into it. Yeah, you know, you know what else is? <laughs> I need to get better at is like if I feel good and I go up and I immediately bomb and I'm just like, oh, and I could feel the energy. Sure, yeah, and it's hard to just keep it, keep it going. You know,
1: no, that's true. It's, it, it, it's hard to kind of sit in it when when you're there, but and um, like, pretend
0: like you're not bombing.
1: But you know, you know on the other end lean into it you yeah, know yeah, embr- yeah. embrace what you're doing at that moment own it and and uh who knows there might be some tiny little gem at the end of that right <laughs> crusty pit of of bombing that you might be like there's rather something to take from it or even salvage your set and yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know try to pull the parachute but it's all process and yeah. and i i think um i think falling down scraping your knee is is better than always doing the safe joke or you know the only five minutes that you've ever done yeah. over and over again sure well dude thanks i think it's almost we did like forty minutes time? thank um, you
0: dorian dude i would love to have you back on Then you gave like a
1: lot of good information
0: i appreciate tonight, it man. thanks for sharing hey i'm, I'm thankful
1: grateful for you grateful for all you guys listening thank you in advance and love yeah. to come back
0: yeah, tell them uh, when are your mics and your shows again.
1: Yes, um, so we'll start with the uh, Wednesday, The Underdog. Heather Winter, Denny Glasser, myself, we run The Underdog every Wednesday at in Valley Village, Kahuna Tiki 2. Find me on Instagram for those um, extra details, maybe the address and such. What time? Um, 8 o'clock to 9.30. Um, and we do uh, a mic every Wednesday, and then the last Wednesday of every month Starting in May, uh, we're going to bring back our showcase. So that's going to be an, a free hour show. Nice. Uh, and then flappers, yeah, can't say flappers enough on this pod. Um, flappers uh, Thursday nights. It do, it is subject to change, but typically nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, both are a great time. You should uh, if you're listening, you should stop by, and uh, hang out.
0: For sure. All right, man. Thanks. Peace out, guys.
1: Bye, guys.